Despite their primitiveness, the Incas understood the annual movement of the sun, which they called Huata. A word, when used as a noun, means year, and when used as a verb, means to attach. Most people, however, counted the years by their harvests. They also knew about summer and winter solstices, and they left very visible evidence of this by building eight towers on either side of the city of Cusco, four of which faced the rising and four the setting sun. Each one of these groups of constructions comprised two small towers, surrounded by two other much higher towers. All these towers were separated regularly about 18 to 20 feet, one from the other. The tall ones, which were much higher than the watchtowers to be seen on the Spanish coast, served to indicate the smaller ones, between which the sun rose and set at the time of the solstice. In order to confirm the solstice, an Inca would take up his stand at both twilights in a spot from which he watched the sun rise and set between the two towers. Since they counted the months by moons, and since, too, the solar year was longer by twelve days than the lunar year, it was thanks to this observation of the solstices that they restored order to their calendar according to the true or solar year, the importance of which they had understood by reckoning when to sow their crops. These astronomical towers were still standing in the year 1560, and unless they have been destroyed since then, it would be possible by watching the solstice to find out from where the Inca confirmed it, whether from one of the towers of a sun temple or from elsewhere. Who can tell me Ursler's fundamental paradox? One of the respondents quickly collected himself. He knew the answer and rattled it off like a good fellow. When the energy of a star is greater than itself, then the star has to sacrifice itself, that is, destroy itself by apotheosis. When energy is greater than itself, I closed my eyes in order no longer to look at the ninefold sun of John Evangelist. I stood in an inverted bowl of blazing scarlet. I no longer knew where I was. But these words, whose meaning is not quite clear to me any more since my return, I understood at that time down to their very foundations. If energy is greater than itself, then the hour for sacrifice has come, the hour of the phoenix who is consumed by his own fire. The life of the sun, in its deepest meaning, is an act of sacrifice, an eternal, world-sustaining love-death. If beauty is more beautiful, if love is more loving, art more artistic, holiness holier than itself, then the moment of the miracle is at hand. In the midst of the blazing scarlet, I blessed Ursler, the learned man, who had formulated the first fundamental paradox. And more than the man himself, I blessed his lofty insight, which I fully understood then as a man of the future, but which I can only vaguely feel now as a man of the present, the fundamental insight that a quantity can be greater than itself. At that time, however, in that most remote future, as I stood on the lead sea of John Evangelist, my heart beat with rapture and I felt that I had to hasten back to my old contemporaries and bring them this truth that applies not only to the sun, but also to the freest child of the sun, mankind. Yellow Fever at Charleston. The New York Times, New York, Tuesday, November 2nd, 1858. Price, 
two cents. Charleston, Monday, November 1st, the deaths by yellow fever in this city for the week ending on Saturday were 24. The yellow fever at New Orleans, the epidemic ceased. New Orleans, Monday, November 1st, the Howard Association closed their labors this day, the fever being no longer epidemic. E.F. Schmidt, president. Yellow fever at Savannah. Savannah, Monday, November 1st. The number of deaths in this city yesterday was seven, of which four were from yellow fever. Thanksgiving in Missouri, St. Louis, Monday, November 1st. Governor Stewart of this state has appointed Thursday, the 25th of November, as a day of Thanksgiving. You know, Franz Werfel saying that something can have more energy than itself is so beautiful, man, because it's like in the I Ching, when a line is so yin, it's turning to yang, it's like a whole hexagram totally changing all in the same direction. It becomes, it's wonderful, it's really far out. I want to read that book. Just like old saxophone Joe. Just like old saxophone Joe. <clears throat> up on top and nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. We now return to the Fireside Theater Radio Hour Hour. Thank you. Well, where are we? I was back in Woodstock yes. for a while. Thinking uh, about the change of seasons and Based about Easter. Based on the movie of the same name? Yeah. yeah. Mm. The computer wore shoes. Snowshoes. Mm. Mm. Uh, living in Los Angeles for the last three years, I have missed the change of the seasons. Mm -hmm. And I was raised in the Midwest and on the, we on the East Coast. And uh, returning to, to that area, we experienced winter up in Woodstock, where it was yeah. snowing when we got Christmas in March, man. It was beautiful, yeah. too. We'd, we were driven by Hackman from Harmony Ranch in Oxford. Yes, Hackman, maybe Charlie Piera. He drove us from the Harmony Ranch in Oxford, Connecticut, mm -hmm. right, where the Pulsa people were, very nice people with their own uh, closed-circuit TV thing, which Phil did some wig out on, and we all sat around. And he drove us from there to Annandale on Hudson, to Bard, through back Connecticut, through Litchfield. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it was snowing, big, fat, white snowdrops, and it was big stands of white birch all the way. It was Beautiful just up there. Oh, haunted no. by revolutionary soldiers. Route 9. Revolutionary wars. Like every Route place. I've got some nice movies of that, driving yeah. up to Bard, and uh, you play, you and Annalee playing with a dog in the morning that we were leaving, and there's the, all of the smoke is oh. billowing out of the back of the car because it's so cold, yeah. and there's snow on the ground, and you're sort of lost out there Pookies. in the haze with this pookie jumping <laughs> up and down, this black, black yeah. thing, and there's another dog that I'd forgotten about. Remember the oldest hotel in America? I was just yes. thinking of it in my mind. Beekman the Arms, hotel, man. The Beekman Arms. Well, I went out while you guys were checking out or whatever. I, I went out and said, I'll take a picture. You know, and I walked outside and there's this picture, Beekman Arms, it says. And then there's a picture of the cannon that's sitting in front of this old revolutionary, pre-revolutionary building. And then, what to my wondering eyes should appear, but a dog with a huge piece of meat in his mouth. <laughs> huge and Oldest enormous. Piece of meat in America. A side of beef. A revolutionary, <laughs> a revolutionary side of beef. Revolutionary piece of beef. And he's, he goes, <laughs> walks by, looks, disappears, then the shot ends. And it goes to the next shot, and there he is, <laughs> going over this little piece of meat. And I'd forgotten all little, about it. Says, little, little says, yeah. tiny. That was the biggest piece of meat I ever saw. Or gee, gee. Oh, gee, Tiny wanted me to ask everybody out there Name three. Oh, yes. Yeah. We've got two questions to ask. Yes, two, two questions to ask. Time for audience participation. Does anybody know of a, of a sort of really nice, like, two big 
two-bedroom or three-bedroom house somewhere around that uh, we just got our first $20 from Columbia Records, so I'm in the money now in the uh, in showbiz, and I'm ready. To, I'm ready to expand. So if anybody knows uh, knows of a house for 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 one quarter of the Firesign Theater, where all of them will be at one Toilet time or another, yes. Let let preferably, me know here at KPPC. Yes, Echo Isn't Park. That first choice? Yeah. Oh, if it, if, if, if it had, if it had maybe a, a fireplace a in it, fireplace. it'd be really nice. Not many people nice. know that we broadcast oh, yeah. from the abandoned subway station in Echo Park. Echo That's Park. Echo Park. Park. <laughs> 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 there sometimes people drive by. Actually, the name we do not live. People we do not room. live in Echo Park. We live, live in, in Edendale and Mixville. Mixville. And we, Mixville. I so. think we should start a group called the Mixville Rockets, man. The Mixville Rockets. Yeah, David Grimm just was going to name his, name his group that. That's what I said. He now, there's a flash that said, why doesn't David name his group the Mixville Rockets? My God, synchronicity. <laughs> Both left, left channel and right channel. Same, 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 same idea same at the same hey, time. Hey, 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 talking hey, over hey. each other.